have a disclaimer. I have been known to wander a bit in my writings. I have worked on this flaw for many years, and sometimes I'm able to make um, what I write come together somewhat seamlessly, um, so I will do my best. But when I speak from my soul, which I am doing today, I'm sharing with you a part of myself. Um, it's a lot like water. It flows in the direction it needs to go from beginning to end, but sometimes my thoughts have to meander um, as we come across some blocks or some impasses in my own mind. But I promise you, I promise you, I will come back around. All right, you ready? Okay, here we go. Imagine, if you will, a child. This child is about six years old. This child has learned a lot about their world already. But there are still many things yet to be experienced. In the six-year-old's life, which is a long time for a child, I assure you, they have known fear and pain. The child tries to explain the strange world around them to the grown-ups who care for them. But the messages never quite seem to translate. They know what they experienced, but they can't formulate the words with the limited vocabulary to describe their experience. And then, at night, it is time to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. I'm not tired. Can I have a stuffy? Can you read me a story? Please, leave the light on. Don't shut the door. All of these cries for comfort, guidance, reassurance, courage, strength, because they know they will be going into the dream world soon. This is a place just as unpredictable as the waking world. The only difference is that they are truly on their own. On their own to face the pain from the day. And the pain manifests in different forms. In their dreams, they may see fires, angry faces. They may be chased by indescribable beings. They may be frozen like a statue. Or they're blind, they can't see anything. Or they're fighting an opponent which never tires. Or maybe 
They're falling, 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 falling. Wake up. Wake up. How can I wake up? Oh, you've had those dreams too, huh? Of course you do. So now let's imagine that that child is you. They still live inside you. They are still seeking comfort and guidance and courage because we don't ever stop experiencing pain. And when we sleep at night, we wrestle with our fears, our sorrows, our regrets, our anguish. Pain is a part of life. And we wouldn't know joy, we wouldn't know pleasure, success, health, without experiencing the opposite. We won't grow without something to push or challenge us out of comfort. Yes, we as living, feeling beings will do just about anything to not suffer, to avoid pain. Especially as we spend more time alive and have had more experiences which have caused us hurt. So how do you respond to pain? Do you run away and hide from it? Like a child pulling a blanket over their head at night when they see a strange shadow or they hear a strange noise? Do you try to numb your pain? You see children using up all the band-aids in your bathroom cabinets if you're a parent, hoping to cover up the hurt, hoping it'll go away. Do you feel frozen when you're in pain and helpless? Like a child who desperately clings to their parent's body, not wanting to be left alone. Do you avoid it? Like a child who will do anything to stay up, to stay awake. I think we all have developed strategies of how to avoid pain or limit our suffering. But has that allowed us to grow? Over the years, I have found myself missing out on a lot of life because of wanting to avoid pain. And eventually, I began to take a look at what wounds I was carrying inside. And I began to learn how to heal them properly. Just as Noel Salas Barcelona said, I too eventually began to bloom from the wounds where I once bled. Now, I would never encourage anyone to go on this journey into the dark, dark parts of ourselves, unprepared. 
Remember, do you remember that child that lives within you? That is who is going into the dark place. And they need to go knowing that they have the right tools. They have the proper fortification, an anchor, if you will, to pull them back out of one of their journeys if perchance they travel too deep. There are many stories out there that describe exactly what I am telling you today. And that is because this journey, we all take over and over and over again. From the famous Dante's Inferno to Disney's Frozen, this is a journey towards healing. In my 20s, I worked with an organization supporting children, youth, and their families as I navigated through grief and trauma. It was called Kids Hurt Too. It was based in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I lived there for six months, working with youth and children, working with their families, and learning to heal myself. There I learned tools to support these children and help them manage their feelings as they experience deep pain in their lives. The children I worked directly with, many of them did not live with their parents for a variety of reasons. Many were being taken care of by foster families or grandparents. These children, by the age of six years old, had experienced parents who were in jail for illegal activities, died from drug abuse, died from tragic accidents, accidents or serious illnesses. Maybe some of them were not able to see their parents because they were on military assignment out of the state in another country. Or they had to watch their parents split up, divorce, because of so much fighting and so much bitterness and anger and sadness and disappointment. And there were still others who experienced even more devastating pain that you could not imagine for a six-year-old. They lost people close to them, siblings, parents, from homicide, from suicide, from varying types of abuses within the household. We had to learn to heal the wounds that were visible and invisible. And we had to help the children learn how to heal too. How to become brave when both the world of the waking and the world of the dreaming were terrifying. One of the tools I learned was just to observe not to make any judgments. We make so many judgments and we make them without compassion or understanding. Does a drawing have to be anything more than lines and color? Does it have to represent something recognizable in the world or can it just be 
what it is. The experience of creating, of putting a line, a shape, a color, texture to paper. That is it, just that. I learned that words aren't always helpful. Sometimes it's more healing to just be in the same physical space as someone else and saying nothing. I learned that anger can be used to propel a boat. I spent many mornings on a long boat out in the Pacific Ocean paddling. I sat in the back and I paddled my anger, my frustration, my disappointment, my anguish into the ocean. And the ocean took it because she knew the power of anger too. I learned that it was so important to have a support system. As I mentioned before, these children were in foster care and it was important for us to help them figure out how to identify people in their lives who would be part of their support network. You heal faster and stronger knowing that you are cared for. I remember being brought to the University of Hawaii to help take care of a taro patch. It's a kind of a starch plant that you can eat if you're not familiar. So we have potatoes and Hawaiians have their taro. And you can see the network that these root vegetables had in the rich, wet soil. And we had to get into the mud and we had to cover the taro with the cool, moist mud to protect it. It was like a hug from the earth. I learned that we lose people we love. And we can't always physically have them with us. But we can bring their words, positive words. We can bring a fragrance that we always think of them when we smell it, a sound. I used to wear lots of bracelets on my wrists because that was the only thing I had to remember my grandmother, the sound of her bangles jingling and I loved that sound, it was so comforting. Any item that reminds you of someone you lost, that gives you strength, that gives you calm, that gives you courage. And I learned how to breathe. I learned how to breathe. Pain is not something that has to be pushed away so as not to exist. It has to be embraced. And once I had the proper tools, I wasn't afraid and I gave in 
to pain. I began to breathe. First, it was allowing myself to cry. Cry like the rainstorms that I encountered in the Hawaiian rainforests. Hawaii rained every day, and so did I. After I cried, I began to breathe. And just like breathing, after a storm, there's always a rainbow. I fall asleep when I get tattoos. It's strange, right? But this is my example. This is how I allow myself to give into pain because fighting it causes my body to tense up. I'm holding my breath and guess what? It hurts more. It hurts more. So I learned to breathe into it. And I go into this experience knowing that it's going to hurt. And I am prepared. I drink water. I eat beforehand to give myself energy. I listen to music I love. I wear comfortable clothes. And I make sure my phone is working. Gotta have my network. And guess what? Children do the same thing. They're teaching us. They teach us all those protests before bed. That's their way of preparing for their journey to the dream world. One of the new things that I have added before taking on something that is painful is thinking about manifesting, bringing forth something positive, an outcome that's positive that I desire. Yes in that moment, it will hurt. But the end result will be beautiful. Breakups are painful, whether they're romantic, whether they're friendships, whether they're within the family, your siblings, breakups, relationships, those are painful. But if you're freeing yourself from something that's unhealthy, that's not sustainable, then in the end, is that not beautiful? Giving birth, that is scary and painful. But meeting the child that you cared for within your body for the first time, that's beautiful. Quitting a job that brought you no fulfillment, no meaning, no value. You felt your soul being sucked from you. Quitting that job, that's scary. And that can be very painful. 
but giving yourself the space to find something more compatible, more invigorating, life-giving. That is beautiful. And yes, you are going to have nightmares when you go to sleep at night. But just remember, you are in control. You have these tools that you can bring with you. You have these words, these positive words. You have these smells, these sounds, bring them with you. And tell your nightmares how to be dreams. And when you believe that you have that control, oh, how beautiful those dreams will be. Thank you.